Can you tell me about your dad? You're awesome. Dada. Dada. Mace, say daddy. 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 The heart. I like how you like cars. What's your favorite thing to do with daddy? When we build snowman together. Ooh. Remember we built one together? I do. With balloons. I like that you always have fun with me. What's something kind of hard about your dad? Getting frustrated. When you told me what to do and I don't want to do it. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah. I feel like I love you. I love you. Hi, I'm Justin, girl dad of two. And I'm Freddie, boy dad of three. We're two friends on a mission to be the best dads possible. While leaving a record for our kids to know who we are in the season of our lives. Welcome to the Love Dad Podcast. What's up, Fred? Oh, not much. How are you, Justin? Another day in paradise, I think. Dude, Groundhog's uh, Day. Is it today? It's Groundhog's Day, and that little freaking punk saw his shadow. Did he in uh, what's what's the Pennsylvania? Yeah, but what's the town? Uh, wow. Poughkeepsie. 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 Poughkeepsie Phil. Um, okay, listen. I'm driving home. Wesley's like, I didn't know it was Groundhog's Day either, because right, I'm an adult. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. What Wesley, my oldest, is like, hey, it was it's Groundhog's Day today, and I said, oh no way. He's like, yeah. And I was like, what happened? And he's like, I don't know. He says a groundhog <laughs> comes out. <laughs> he goes, a groundhog comes out. And if he sees his shadow, it's six more weeks of winter. And if he doesn't, it's going to be spring soon. And I said, oh, great. I said, sweet. What? Did he see his shadow or not? And he goes, I don't know. And I was like, <laughs> your teachers taught you this whole thing and didn't tell you whether he saw it or not? And he goes, no. So I looked it up. And he did see his shadow. So How I told did he know? I don't know. But here's what I said. I was like, Wesley, he saw a shadow. And he goes, oh, man. Six more weeks of winter? And he goes... I don't get it. That's in Pennsylvania. How can how can you see something from Pennsylvania and it applies everywhere? He's like the whole <laughs> world. And I was like, I don't know, man. I don't get it. And he goes, He's too smart. He's too smart. <laughs> but then he goes, he goes, it doesn't make any sense. I would never tell everybody if I saw my shadow that they're gonna have six more weeks of winter. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Okay, buddy. Yeah, yeah, that's right, man. <laughs> You're missing the point uh, a little bit, but if if it's any indication of that and then when i think about it, it's like six weeks from now is what middle of march yeah okay so middle of middle of march we've definitely had snow in the middle of march before like that's not i don't that's not that doesn't make any sense to me at all it's um if it's any indication around here it's clear but it's been so cold this week my my toes have been coming from arizona to 19 degree weather yet has not been a great transition for me <laughs> i've had a minute to get better it's not going well yeah <laughs> and i feel like the stupid groundhog it's like it it's four weeks of february is bad anywhere right i haven't had a good weather february before yeah february is just a bad weather month unless you're in like san diego and even then it's like overcast Oh, yeah. My, my grandma's been like, oh, we've had – she's in Sacramento area. So it's been a bad winter. I was like, what has it been? Like 50 degrees? Like I don't, I don't know what <laughs> yeah. we're talking about here. <laughs> yeah. 
Dry so I gotta 50. get out of here. I got it, it rained. It rained, Justin. <laughs> oh, okay, Grandma. <laughs> okay, Nana. Yeah, oh, Nana's man. awesome. Okay, man. How uh, how else is your week? How are the girls doing? Girls are doing pretty well. Briar's been a nightmare this week for Jordan and for me. Um, she's I, she goes in phases. What's her newest thing? Her newest thing is yelling at us <laughs> all the time. Um. If she doesn't like something, she's just getting really, really um, focused on what she wants, definitely intentional about what she wants and opinionated about those things. And so used to be you just feed her anything, just give her the thing. And it's like, oh, yay, food. And she starts eating it. Now Jordan tries to give her some turkey and she walks over to the pantry where the better snacks are and just screams, just yells yeah. for better snacks. So Dude. it's been kind of one of those. Uh, she's been good when you can kind of keep her distracted and stuff, but... Anytime you're trying to multitask or whatever, she's like, uh, why aren't you picking me up? Why aren't you giving me your full attention? Why aren't you sitting on the floor with me? She's just to that phase where she now notices when you're not giving her everything you have. Um, so they're, they're doing well. They, I don't know. We've, we've been hanging out with uh, just ourselves this week for the most part. A lot of people have been sick. Uh, but it's been me and the girls quite a bit the last couple of weeks, which has been really nice just because Jordan's had – you know, a bunco night or uh, she was out of the town for a weekend or uh, this weekend she's uh, building a fireplace with her dad. And so it's dad and girl time, which has been really great, but it also gives me a lot of appreciation for how many days in a row Jordan spends with the girls. For yeah. sure. How are the boys? Boys are doing good, man. Wesley's doing good. Cruising through school. Brooks has been... Uh... <laughs> Brooks has been fighting. <laughs> Brooks has been fighting. Dude likes to throw hands. Oh, no. And I thought we were through biting, but he tried to bite a guy at the YMCA or a kid at the YMCA tonight. And here's the problem. I Brooks is such an amazing kid, and I know he's a good kid. Uh, a lot of times, this is obviously biased dad talking. A lot of times he is retaliating, and you never see the initial thing. You only see the retaliation. And Brooks's retaliation is, like, loud and swift. Like, it is, like... Yeah, he takes no prisoners. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, yeah, some kid might have pushed him a little bit. And instead of just being like, okay, I'm over it or whatever, he will just like turn around and be like, it's on. And he's like, gets after it. So you think it's because he has an older brother that if he didn't do that, he'd get wrecked? Yeah, that might be part of it. I think a lot of it is just he just can't control... Or he needs to work. We need to work on like controlling that little rage monster that happens, which is like a life, yeah. you know. I always tease his like preschool teacher said something about he's like, Oh, Brooks like stubbed his toe the other day and she's like, He had his shoes on, so I know it didn't hurt him, but he just threw down the box of toys he was carrying and was like, Gah and I was like, Oh yeah, I wonder who he gets that from. And it's like <laughs> It's like I'm pretty sure he sees his uh, his dad carrying things around, stubbing his toes, and then throwing them on the floor, on the going "gah." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it's funny because Brooks has always been that way, uh, where it's like, I part of it I've I've thought about like Layla, generally until she had a little sister, wasn't a super physical response kid. She would be very emotional in her response, but not always really physical. I think it's because that she just talks like a 10-year-old, even though she's five. 
And so one of the things I always thought about is like, yeah, Layla's trying to convince Brooks of something. He's getting pissed off. And so then he bites her. <laughs> it's like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's like, I don't have any words to say back to you right now, but I can do something else with my mouth to yeah. you right now. And, and it's like, it, I know how it feels to be embarrassed that that kind of behavior happened. I cannot believe. You, why did you do that? How <laughs> could you? Uh, but it's at the same time, I don't know what I was listening to. I was listening to something where it's like, that's where all, they had all the feelings. And instead of coming out by saying a mean word or by hitting, it came out through their little teeth. <laughs> it's like, yeah. that's all the feelings they had. So Yeah. he's And we've really gotten over the biting thing. It was like, it hasn't happened in a while, which is why, you know, and the 16 year old girl working at the YMCA, she's great and she's really nice with them. And I kind of, sometimes it's like self-fulfilling prophecy where like he had a rough day. So when I dropped him off yeah. today, I was like, hey, just let me know like as soon as something happens. So maybe I can come in and and get this going. And so I think you put, you know, you put someone on edge of being like, hey, keep an eye on my kid. And right, it might have, she might have preempted it too much because... <laughs> Uh, I was asking Brooks what happened, and he said, they were saying I was the bad guy. He said, I'm not the bad guy. I'm the good guy. And I was like, okay, did you tell him that? And he goes, yeah. And I was like, well, Brooks, if you, if they say you're the bad guy, and you say, no, I'm the good guy, and then they say, no, you're the bad guy, and then you hit them, you understand that's what the bad guy would do, right? <laughs> so you, you're being the bad guy. And he was like, oh, He's yeah. like, huh? He, he like, he like totally understood it. It was actually really wow. funny and cute. He that's a like, great analogy for that for a little boy. It's like, yeah. especially one that's into like good guys and bad guys like right. that. It's like, yeah. well, you don't want to be a bad guy, do you? Oh, no, I, I don't want to <laughs> yeah. be a bad guy. No, I'm giving him this whole complex that he thinks he's a bad guy. No, I'm sorry. Oh, well, well, probably not. But it's a good analogy if because it's hard to find something that they can relate to. Yeah, in that way for and sure. And they really do. He, especially him, just kind of his. You know, he understands like good guys do this, and bad guys, you know, do do this. And it's not like right they're good or bad. It's just like how he processes so many things. Right. You know. Like Wesley saw a cop the other day, and he's like, "What's who's who's robbing that store?" And I was like, "Oh no, he's just pulling somebody over. Like no one's robbing anything." Right. <laughs> but it's like his his Lego City police world is just cops and robbers. It's that's it. Right. It's just cops and robbers. That man, that's such a that's such an interesting thing. And I know what we're talking about today is is kind of in the vein of what what we have a desire to talk about today is. Uh, kind of a throwback to a couple episodes ago when we were talking about how we want our kids to take things into their adulthood. Namely, you want curious boys, right? And that we'd start talking about that some more. And this is very much in that vein of how do we cultivate that curiosity? It's like, well, that's a really good starting point. It's like, oh, why? what's going on with that? And then we have an opportunity to actually talk about it. So yeah. Um, I'm excited to start talking about some of this, this, your thoughts, especially knowing that you've been thinking about Curious Boys in a while, for a while. What does that look like for you? Or what is what is important to you about cultivating curiosity in your, your kiddos? Yeah. Yeah. And I just, this is something where it's like the interactions that I've had with so many people, even in my similar age and, you know, kind of walk of life or even, you know, helping out at youth group or whatever it is, high schoolers and middle schoolers. 
like the intentionality of having a curious kid is something that I think is going to <laughs> it's going to really help our boys, our children in in many ways and and a big part of that is just not kind of being lumps on logs like life isn't just happening to them like they're, they're seeking out something or they have an opinion or they have a thought or they have the ability to listen to somebody and listen to them well enough to respond with a question instead of just like glazed over eyes like okay like everything's just coming at me and it's like you know like what's sticking um right and i i think it really is a skill to like learn how to be curious learn how to be interested in what someone else is saying learn how to be interested in what is going on and why it's happening and so many things in our you know microwave kind of world that just everything happens and it it, it's just there because it's there and it's easy to not put any thought into things and there's so many things that i don't put thought into so i'm not like dissing that sort of blissful cruise through life but i find that the people who are extremely curious make extremely good friends you know they're very fun to be around you're a very curious person matt's a very curious person and they are also able to empathize with their friends because they're curious about like oh what does that feel like for you how is that affecting you and they're just more than just sort of like little lumps on the log so totally i think what's interesting about curiosity is it's such a broad topic i know i was we were a little like what are we going to talk about when we talk about curiosity and really what it comes down to is there's a lot to talk about for it there's so many different facets curiosity could be the way Sometimes that I'm curious, which is just I collect dumb pieces of information. Um, <laughs> I, I just collect them like coins or whatever. Um, and it is it is a really interesting thing, and it makes for somewhat decent conversation. But there's also the type of curiosity that is more valuable. Like, how are you doing? Right? That like looking into somebody's eyes and asking them how you're doing, and actually wanting to know the answer is a whole different type of curiosity. Right. Um, one of the ones that I've, we've been talking about with Layla and, or about with Layla for sure, but Jordan and I have been talking about a lot is uh, the relationship between curiosity and problem solving. Like, I don't want you just to assume dad or mom is going to take care of that for you. Like, just, just try it. Just try something. Just go and see if you can, uh, get those new boots that you just got off. Layla got some new boots lately. And she was like, I can't get this. I can't get this foot off. And we're like, okay, well, how do you think you can problem solve that? And she's just struggling and pulling and figuring it out. And eventually she looks at the side and realizes there's a couple of little like, like loops that you could pull off that to loosen a little bit. And she gets that done and she pulls it off. She's like, ah, I got it. It's like, Oh yay, Good job. Way to go. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's dumb stuff like that, that it's like, Oh, if you can get your own shoe off and then maybe, and she's like, I don't know why that was so hard. And then she's like, Oh, I think, I don't remember if Jordan said it or if she did, but she, they're like, Oh, you weren't wearing any socks. Your feet got all sweaty and they got stuck inside the shoe. Oh, maybe next time, you know, put on right. a sock. Yeah. And I love seeing that in my girls to be able to say, Oh, you can and will be able to take a step back and maybe try to solve some of your own problems. Yeah. 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 And solve problems. And I love that with the socks thing too. It's like sometimes you meet people and they like don't have a preference like on anything 
And you're like, how do you not have a preference? Like, I don't just make it up. Right. I don't care if you're lying to me. Just say you like your hamburgers with sesame seed buns more than without. You know, it's like, right. like have, a, have a thought about it. Just not be like, I don't know. I've never thought about it. It's like, no, taste the burger and see if the sesame seeds are adding anything or taking anything away. Yeah. So curiosity is a really broad thing. And I think one of the things that we can do to help cultivate that is to be an example of curiosity. And that's what I'm trying to do with my boys. And most of the time, like they don't, they don't, they don't give a deal about what I'm (laughs) curious about them trying to find a very nice way to say it. They could care less. Um, That's right. But it's like, you know, I will tell them about things I'm excited about or try and bring them along to like a project that's going on and be like, Hey, this is why we're doing it. And this is what goes into it. And they get bored very easily, but at least like trying to say like, Hey daddy, this is a project I'm excited about. And here's all that goes into it. That's exciting to think about. And here's why I like to, you know, build this new shed or I'm taking the shed down. And Brooks just says, Oh, you're, you're breaking the shed. And it's like this old dilapidated death shed. That's full of, right like junk that it all needs to go and we're going to build a tree house. And so I'm like talking to him about all the things I'm excited about. And he goes, you know, he's just like, yeah, that'll be awesome. You know, but it's like, right. Yeah, it'll be cool. These two trees will hold up a whole platform that you'll be able to play on. And so I'm just trying to be an example of them to like, there's things I'm excited about that I'm working towards. And there's things I'm excited about in those steps to things I'm working towards and just trying to bring them along to show like you can be excited about all sorts of facets of learning a new thing or learning a new skill or trying a new sport or whatever it is. Yeah. That's the hard thing, right? Um, I don't know what it is about getting older, um, aging eight. Well, it's, it's, I've been talking to people about this. It's less about getting older and more about stages of life, right. And what you're putting your energy toward. I have found that it is much more difficult to get excited about small things than um, than it used to be, and it really does feel like I have to be really intentional about it with with Layla. Oh my goodness, I can't believe that you you know learned how to tie that knot <laughs> in that in that weird ribbon around that stuffed animal's neck. Uh, that's amazing. Like being able to to get and blow it up that big, it, it, I'm finding really does take focus and intentionality for me. It's partially probably personality, right? Like I'm not the most excitable person in the entire world. Um, and so being able to do that, and I think that that, to your point, is like the modeling of curiosity along with that comes the excitement to learn something new. It's not just... Do you want to learn this new thing? Do you care about that? It's really legitimately, uh, especially for kids, I feel like they can take in and observe big emotions really well. Yeah, They might be able to take in the subtle ones, but they have no words for that. But I can show them excitement on yeah. my face. We have like a little, I don't know where we got it, but we have like a little like magnet thing on the fridge that has like emoji facial expressions on it and a little magnet goes over the top of it right you move around and this is how i'm feeling today and layla will move it around and be like what's this one and she'll put it on it's like, that's how i'm feeling today and it's like 
I don't know, sad or depressed or, or like, <laughs> or like angry <laughs> no. or something. It was like, and that she usually uses it as a weapon to tell us how, uh, how you're messing it up something. or something. Right, but I'm like, all right, might as well be, tell me something, I guess. Yeah. But then sometimes she's like, this is how I'm feeling today. And she'll move in. It's like the super excited one. And yeah. That's a vision for me to say, okay, she is responding to that. Right. In, in our world to say, I am like, I can see this feeling and I can mirror it. And, uh, doing that with small things that she is interested in, like we have those into bugs. She loves bugs. And I don't, yes, it's another stink bug is what I want to say, but it's like, Oh my goodness. That's amazing. Look (laughs) Look at at the pattern on that one. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's been the year of the stink bug, right? We, there was like 30 in this shop when we were, when we were uh, doing the paint and stuff. And we was like, where did these all come from? And every time she finds one, she's like, oh, my little friend, look at this one. It's so cool, Dad. <laughs> it's like, and it, to turn it on every time like she does to encourage that really is not easy. Yeah. I'll be honest. No, it's totally not. And that's something you're so right. That it, in, in order to cultivate curiosity, it, it takes a lot of work. Um, yeah. And the easy way to do that is like you're saying, you just hype up something easy. And like Wesley came home. Uh, from grandma's house and they bake cookies and the dude has baked cookies with grandma like i don't know six thousand times in his seven right. years of life but he <laughs> came home today and he, or this day and he was like dad we baked 54 cookies and it was like <laughs> it's like he just got to do it all day and count them and it was like the coolest thing ever and so i was like next time do a hundred and he was like yeah <gasps> We think yeah. we could do a hundred, and so it's just things like that where it's like, yeah, <laughs> as silly as it is, it's like fifty-four cookies is a big deal to a seven-year-old, apparently. Um, it is, and you're kind of making a good point about this. Like, I feel like the things that are easy to create uh, curiosity, and there's things that, um, like, are like other kids their age would be doing, or honestly historically kids of their gender would be doing too so when you said like wesley was super excited to bake cookies um i i think i baked cookies when i was a kid but like there's a lot of guys i know that have no idea how to throw cookies in the oven you know um which i love that that's changing and i think the same thing about layla layla has her own toolbox and she's so excited to go to Home Depot with me and get one of the like three dollar wrenches to add to our toolbox when we go <laughs> that's and amazing she, i mean it is, and it's the kind of thing where there's literally a video of her going to a stump and being like, oh, this stump needs to come out, and she has just a little hammer, and she turned it around so the, so the nail puller's on the, like, facing forward, and she's just banging on this stump and, like, ripping parts of the rotted stump out. Nice. And that's the kind of curiosity or things or interests or whatever. It's like, yeah, man, I might not be into a certain thing. I'm certainly not into mermaids right now, but she is, and so it's like, Let's talk about mermaids. Like, what do you, where do you think the stories come from, or how does that work? And and being able to engage with that kind of thing is, is a practice too. I think for us, it allows us, it gives us an opportunity really to also grow our base of skills and knowledge, and to be an example that our kids don't have to be limited to what's natural to them. It could be anything. Yeah. Really. Totally. I love that. Okay, here's what I will say this. Uh, Can you name one of the mermaids? Do you remember the names of them? 
uh, one of them's literally Barbie. Okay. This is Barbie Mermaid. She was, okay, yes. Barbie Mermaid. Continue. (laughs) Because I was just going to say, dude, I will trade, I feel like I would trade dinosaurs for mermaids so fast because Wesley's beyond just like the T-Rex and the Spinosaurus. We're getting into like dinosaur books with names. I have Uh no idea. It's just like Spiffadophosaurus. Yeah, I mean, like, we're talking about names literally like Skipper yeah. and Barbie no. and, like, Chad. Like, these are, like, easy. <laughs> yeah, these <laughs> like, ones this are, is easy stuff. I'm literally, like, making them up, and then Grandma uh, pronounces them different than I did in the book. And so he's like, no, that's not it. And I'm like, well, how do you know she said it right? And I was like, how do we even know this dinosaur existed? Um, yeah, I, you know, man. I, I don't know what to tell you, but I think if you do it like you do names in the Bible and just say it fast and confident, it should be it fine. It should be fine, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's something that I think you're you're right about us learning about our own ability to grow and to learn and something that Wesley's been getting into. He, he hasn't really been excited. I've been reading him Redwall books. Which Amazing. He likes them, but I think it's only Two because – it's only because they like he gets to stay up later. I think that's really all that it is. Wow, that's a little dis- it's a little depressing. I but know, okay. <laughs> I know. I'm really getting into. I mean, and I'm doing. I got a great voice for Clooney, the Scourge, and everything. But um, he he says he likes books about real things. He's like, I want to know like what is really happening. So every time he goes to the library at school, he brings home a book about America. I'm like. They're little kid oh, books, but it's like it's great, yeah, and kind of depressing. No, and it's like about how it was like the founding fathers and all these things about where the states are. He's obsessed with the states and the sizes and where they're laid out and stuff. And it's like, yeah, okay, I'm getting excited about it. So I started listening to a book. I listened to a lot of books because my work. I'm listening to a book on George Washington. And it's like super heavy, not heavy, but like just it's like a Ron Chernow book. So I think it's like. It's dense. 3,000 pages or something yeah. ridiculous. Like it's yeah. like a 49-hour audiobook. It's a 49-hour audiobook that is literally about one dude. Yeah, and it covers well, yeah. everything. So I know quite a bit about George Washington right now. And I don't pick up everything because, you know, I'm like working. But like randomly something will like pop in and it's like, oh, man, I can't wait to tell Wesley this. Like he's going to love this. And we get living on the East Coast now, so – we get to, you know, someday soon, hopefully we get to go visit some of these places and see Mount Vernon and like all this stuff that he's excited about. And so I think that's one thing where, and I don't know, maybe I'm off base here, but maybe dads in general, it's like, Hey, they're into their thing. You know, let's go stereotypical. It's like sports or cars. Yeah. And it's like, all right, if you're not into sports or cars, like I can't connect with you in any way at all. And I right. get that there that can be super difficult because, you know, I'd love to be able to connect with Wesley on things that I already know about or I'm excited about. And, you know, it's obviously time to grow. He's seven. So who knows what will happen? But we miss the opportunity, like you're saying, if we're not curious about our own kids and listening to them and what they're excited about and what gets them excited, you know, when their voice changes and whatever, you know, they're getting pumped about something. It's like we can miss this chance to love them well by sharing in this new hobby or picking up a new thing you know learning about barbie uh mermaids and you know right all the all the fun stuff that is like 
yeah, this is really silly right now, but it's it's the world to Layla. Yeah, it, it well, it's a, at least something that gets her stoked for whatever you know, and animals for her wild crats. We were talking about wild crats earlier. Yeah. Oh man, she's talking about you know. Uh, pangolins and I was like what the in the world is a penguin <laughs> and she's telling me about it and she was like tell me about this tiny little cat it's like what is this tiny little cat theater? but uh, she'll like know stuff and be super stoked about it I, and so she loves going to the zoo right I took her to the zoo um, when we were in Arizona we took her to the zoo in Arizona and she was like stoked she's nice. like wanting to see everything and look at like look at this big cat and look at this like I could feed the giraffe here because that's a cool zoo um and it is, you're right. It's like, I'm not, <laughs> Jordan's definitely more the animal person. It's like, yay, animals. I'm like, it's a, another set of monkeys. <laughs> you know, like, yes, more monkeys. Um, let's move on to the next exhibit. We got a lot of walking to do today. <laughs> like, that's where I'm at. Um, but it's a, it is really an opportunity to, to like put her on my shoulders and walk up to the next event and 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 show those things. And I think what you were saying about stereotypical or historical or I don't know I I've seen examples obviously a lot of different ways on the spectrum, but I think that it definitely can be a trap that parents or dads fall into that I could fall into is to say okay I have had these hopes and dreams for what me and my kids are going to do together. Yeah. Like for years as they've been, since they were born and now they're five and they want nothing to do with this thing that I built up in my head for so long. And so you miss an opportunity to, instead of, uh, because you're so, so disappointed or struggling or haven't processed the lack of being able to do what you want to do or what you're excited about, you miss the opportunity to, you know, water those seeds of their interests and see where they grow, right? Like, man, I would love, I, I think that Layla will like it and she's definitely going to give it a try because of um, some of the values that we have. I want her to like martial arts. I think that'd be great. It's something we could connect on. And and there's some glimmer of hope with that. She likes to kick some stuff. But really, truly, that girl loves to dance and to draw and to color and to do things like that. And it's like, oh, kiddo. Oh, your dad's hips definitely lie. Like they don't. There, there's no Shakira in my hips. It's uh, like we're, we'll do it. We'll dance. I'm happy to dance with you. But oh, darling, you're a great um, dancer. You got a great two step. I can do okay, but not like the kind of stuff that she's into. Yeah. She would love to do tap and jazz, and I love it. It's really cool. I can get excited about it. But being able to participate is a little disappointing compared to right. Being able I, to disappointing is not the right word. There's a little bit of loss, yeah. right? I think that's probably the best way to do it. There's a little bit of loss to say, oh, we're not going to be able to do this together because there's no way that I'm going to be putting on tap shoes and being in your five-year-old class in the same way that I could right. and with this other thing. Taekwondo class, yeah. Yeah, right, exactly. And um, I think that that's a trap people can fall into, especially like I, I would assume it's true when you have uh, dad and boys, right? It's right. like if none of your boys like baseball, like at all, you'll be sad a little bit, right? Like I think, I think, yeah, I think if they don't want to play catch, that's the biggest thing. It's like, I don't care yeah. if we, but it's like, I just want to play catch. I just want them to come home and be like, let's play catch. I'm like, yes, let's play catch. So, but, but I, if I was your boy, I got bored of catch very quickly. Right. And when I was a kid, totally. right. And so that was something I'd play Frisbee all day, but I would 
I, but playing catch was a hard thing for to keep my attention because it was very repetitive. <laughs> um, and Almost like kicking the, something over and over again, Justin. Come on, different kinds of kicks. Give me a break here. <laughs> no, but but legit. But that is truly. I it would be an interesting question to ask my dad. Is like, did you have this hope of playing catch or playing football? Things that I did not care about at all. <laughs> yeah. Or did or did you not? Because. There's got to be an element of loss. I bet you every dad feels it, right? Um, I don't have any boys, and I am so happy I have my girls. I'm very excited for them. I, I love being a girl dad. But there is an element of, well, there's no <laughs> there's no little me in that way, right? Yeah. In this, in the, in, in, and there is a little, just a tiny bit of an element of, of uh, what if or, or loss in that way. And I think that's probably got to be true for you too. Oh, yeah. Not having any girls. Dude, I've already, I've told you this story about the little girl at the bus stop who the first time I took Wesley to the bus stop and this little girl looked back at her dad, same age as Wesley, and she goes, bye, daddy, and blows him a kiss. And it was like the cutest thing I've ever seen in my whole life. And Wesley was like head down, hood on, was just like, see ya. <laughs> see ya. <laughs> I guess I'll be back. Yeah. Wherever this but it was like his first time on the bus and there was like nothing. He's like, I'm getting on this thing and whatever happens, happens. Like it was like no <laughs> no like see ya or who yeah. knows. And it was like, oh my gosh, I'm never gonna have this little girl who I get to tell her like how beautiful and amazing and wonderful she is and have it be like meaningful to her. Cause to the boys I tell them all the time, like you're strong and you're you're funny and you're courageous and like all these things and they're like okay like it just does right. very little to them rather than like hey i throw an elbow and say off the top rope and we're wrestling and it's like that's that's how we that's how like we bond connect <laughs> <laughs> i think you're right and i it's really interesting when you when you start thinking about that loss right and and how much more of a focus you kind of have to have on our kids and actually pay attention to not just what they're saying, but what they're paying attention to. Because I don't know, I, I'll use Brooks as an example. And we were talking about it a little earlier, obviously, but um, he's not as communicative as Layla is or as Wesley is for that matter. Right. Wesley will tell you whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Brooks doesn't seem to be. Briar's looking to be on the same vein of of making lots of noises but not really saying anything yeah um and i've been really thinking about like like layla's always been able to tell me what she cares about or thinks about or whatever at least since she was like two she was saying full sentences pretty much when she turned two and i i am not expecting that out of briar and i'm starting to think is like oh i'm really gonna have to watch you about to hear about the stuff that you like or are interested in and I'm going to have to pay really close attention if I want to give the same level of growth opportunity and feeding your interests and uh, that, I, that I've been able to do easier with Layla. Yeah. And probably the same thing with Wes. Wes was like, I like dinosaurs. I know all their names. Right. <laughs> like, it's, it's a pretty different than look at this truck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Watch it fly across the room. Right. Um, yeah. No, for sure. And. And I, I just want to throw this back in there. I know we talked about stereotypical dads, and I fit that mold. I love sports and cars. And right. so far, 
my boys love cars, so <laughs> cha-ching for me. Um, you're, at, you're at a high hope. Yeah. yeah, I've got a high hopes there. But, you know, like you're talking about things of like – obviously, we want to have the opportunity to, like you said, bring our children into something that has been formational to us, you know? Martial arts is for you and for yeah. me, like being outdoors and fishing and hopefully eventually like – hunting or whatever that might be you know but that's like that's a big commitment and that's a big you it's like hard to just you know justin it's hard to like dip your toe into something for only a weekend <laughs> it's pretty hard to dip your toe in for just a weekend for sure yeah you feel you feel underprepared but also like there's just so many stories about like dads or parents in general uh things that kids used to like and when they change too i'm starting to think ahead too it's like just because oh right my girls don't like it now i like it now means that they not that they're gonna like it forever goddaughters and um they've been playing volleyball since they were very small right and the older one's about to go to college which is awesome super excited for her but she's like yeah i think i'm done with volleyball it's like whoa that was like 12 years of your life or something, right? That you've been playing volleyball consistently all the time. Right. And uh, now you're like, I'm good. And it's like, oh, wow, your interest did change. Maybe it changed a while ago and none of us noticed because you've been just committed. That definitely happened to Jordan. She was really into like competitive cheer and stuff and did that for a really long time and then got burned out but felt that she needed to finish because – it was a commitment or whatever, but her interests change. And it's, it's tough to recognize that as a parent because my interests don't really change anymore. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty locked and loaded, you know? Yeah. So I'll be really interested to see if I can remember that as my girls are growing where it's like, just because you are really into art now, like Layla literally told me the other day, I'm kind of an artist girl. I just like being an artist. It's like, that's amazing, sweetheart. I'm so glad <laughs> for you. Um, I'm going to move to Portland, Dad. I'm an artist girl. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> what she means is she loves to color uh, and like make um, uh, perler beads yeah. and, and do the little iron <laughs> perler beads. I think she's going to go find really herself in Voodoo Donuts in Portland, Justin. I think yeah, that's maybe. what she really could, She's a free spirit. I will tell you that. Um, but that, but that's just because she cares about that now and wants to be an artist today um, doesn't mean that, you know, 15 years from now when she's 20 in the middle of college, she doesn't want to be an economist right. and get really excited about supply and demand or something <laughs> weird. Like she could, I'd be shocked, but she could, um, and being ready to pivot like that, being prepared and focused and intentional about pivoting for that is something I'm really trying to keep in the headlights, you know? Okay. Yeah. You made me think about this. Has there ever been or do you have – like for me, I grew into so many interests like yeah. later in like college and then even on. Um, yeah. An interest that like I love now. But I feel like, oh, I could have done – I could have cultivated this for so many more years. And one of them specifically is like theater, drama, acting – like yeah. stuff like that where I never would have thought of like doing, I did plays in my like elementary school yeah, and then I had a pretty, <laughs> I guess I had a very uh, distinct interaction with those types of plays, I guess. 
it was done by my tiny private school that had like 12 kids that went to it and they were like really strict. So, yeah. So it was like, I just had a certain way of doing there theater wasn't an artistic and it wasn't freedom. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get um, it. But now it's like, I love being able to like embody some goofball little character thing that's able to entertain and be, yeah. and be, and be fun. And I was like, Oh man, this could have been something that my like, was doing for a long time, but I never, I never knew that. And I don't, I'm curious if there's things like that. So there's that. And then there's also like, I call them my nerd things, man, my nerdy board games, the nerdy games we play together. It's like, I never, ever would have done. And I don't know, maybe it's just the people were around or whatever, but like, Oh, there's so, there's so many things that I enjoy now that I never did. And I'm curious if, if you have any of those. And if you did, if you have any of those, you're like, wow, I could have done this in high school or something. Like if I had friends that played D&D in high school, I'd have been like, right. nerds. Exactly. It's the last nerd thing, right? Yeah. And you're right. I think that for me, what I found in the way I now describe it is because I've always been a big reader. I've always, and that's been fine. Um, I think I probably tried for a while, especially high school or whatever, to care about sports in some way, but I really don't. <laughs> um, so I, the, the, the rule is Jordan still gives me crap about this. She literally texted our small group this the other day. Uh, somebody was like, Oh, Super Bowl party at our house. And Jordan said, yeah, we're in, uh, Justin's rule for football games though, is that, uh, he will come and hang out and watch them if he gets to bring his book when he gets bored. <laughs> it's like, it's, she's not wrong. It's literally a rule I made for her family when they wanted to watch football every weekend when everybody cared about the Seahawks. Uh, so I, I showed up and brought my book and right around second quarter started <laughs> reading it and picked it back up in the fourth. Um, but no, I, I think for me, what I've now described it as is I, I like good stories and that's expanded into so many things, right? Like I love a good nerdy game to your point and never really got into that or had a place to do that or, or I'll watch, you know dorky television i like the superhero stuff i like that i just didn't have that i had some opportunity for that but it never really was a thing that i spent any time with yeah um and i think that it's not that i didn't it's not that my parents wouldn't have supported it it's more like there was it's so easy to to get into the rhythm of the things that you do all the time and focus in on the things that you like and and i did that um martial arts and youth group and things like that were definitely an example of that. Um, but it was more of a pick a thing and stick with it kind of experience that I had, um, and that I tend to gravitate toward. And now I just know there's so much more out there, um, which gives me some good context for my kids to be like, Hey, you know, you can try anything right? pretty much. And, uh, I'm happy to take you to a, baking class jordan and i just went and learned how to make meat pies last weekend or i think it was last weekend and it was amazing like what am i i never would have thought about that before yeah. that experience and and so being able to open the door to those experiences in the same way that i didn't even know like i love to bake and to cook now i'm bad at it but i like to do it and i'm really into that kind of stuff in a way that i wasn't before or to dance like i was never to dance dancing but i love like the dancing tv shows and i would love to go 
learn some more dancing and to be able to dance with my wife at a wedding. Um, but never really was a thing that Dude, you're a great I dancer. On. I don't know why you keep, you keep, you keep not accepting yeah. the fact that you're a good dancer. You, You've met my wife though, who's an excellent dancer. Your wife She's is an excellent. excellent dancer. She also and hates I am, just like a mosh pity wedding, just dumping. Uh, music. She hates circle dances. Yeah, so. yeah she hates circle dances, <laughs> which is what everyone goes to weddings for. <laughs> Yeah, and she's like, this is terrible, and this, I don't know what to do with it. Yeah. Um, she hates circle dancing. That's so funny. So It's is there, true. And here's another question. I'm curious. Uh, do you – because I love that because what you basically said was you're curious, and your curiosity has allowed you to find all these different new things. And that yeah. so that's something for me. I was like, I don't know if I was curious as a kid. I would say I liked what I liked, and I don't know why, but you know, it was mostly like, sports and video games and that was kind of it you know yeah and like i didn't i wasn't curious about what was going on outside of that sphere and maybe it was just because you don't have the opportunity or you're not having those connections or just the affinity of your friends and you're everyone you're doing is you know hanging out with is doing the you know kind of same routine it's like no one i was yeah. like oh i gotta leave practice early to go to this you know, dress rehearsal. It was, right. it was like, oh, I got to leave this practice to go to another practice. And you're like, what? Okay. Right. I think that for me, what it came down to was um, I had a lot of non-standard interests already, right? I started doing Taekwondo when I was nine, turning 10. And I was homeschooled at the time that I started, right? Nerd. So, nerd. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It takes one to know one. Uh, but really, that I think that that really helped in a way that I need to pay attention to for Layla and Briar, it helped me to be able to be like, it's okay to have non-standard interests. And because I had non-standard interests, the, I was, I had to care about what other people cared about or else I just wouldn't have anybody to connect to at all. Right. Ever, right. Uh, and so getting to know what other people were into or being open to making new friends kind of wherever, um, it's like, I understand what it's like to have a non-standard interest. So your non-standard interest is also interesting to me, yeah. right? Like, So you're saying your the fact that you did martial arts, that was not your standard team sport thing, right? gave you like the ability to connect with other people who maybe had not just non-traditional sports groups right. or, you know. So I was a big reader from the time I was like, seven right i like i've been a big reader for a long time i like to read i really enjoy kind of anything especially fictional i th I always say i get enough real life in my real life um and i think doing martial arts both of those things has really helped me to be like oh those are not the same things that 12 year old boys were into when i went to private school and like went to school been back to school after some time in public school and homeschool again and then back to school um kids weren't into the stuff that I was into. Yeah. They didn't care about the stuff I was into. Um, and so, but also I wasn't necessarily into the stuff they were into, but we still had to be like in relationship and we figured out a way to make that happen. And so it kind of gives you a broader perspective. I think um, it's like, yeah, I totally understand what it's like to like something that other people don't know anything about. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, I have a hot take for you, Freddie. Oh, I know. Lay it I on. know. The tables have turned. It's been a minute since we've done a hot take, but I'm excited about it. This is uh, 
in the same vein of what we're talking about. Uh, my main question is, when is it okay to lie to your kids? Uh, I have, I know it's a good one. I'm happy about this one. Uh, every new parent, and I won't say every new parent, most new parents are like, I'm never going to lie to my children. And then at some point that, um, leaves your, your value system. And so really it's taking a step back and thinking, you know, I'm talking like, no, I'm eating vegetables. That's definitely not a candy bar to, uh, Santa, totally real dang <laughs> like it's a big it's a big spectrum but tell me spectrum. like what's what how do you decide at what points in time is like this is an okay thing to be okay with my kids not believing the truth on yes 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 okay i love this great question i will i will start this out by saying each parent each set of parents or parent this varies between all of you. So I would say something I that agree. my dad always says, which is listen to your conscience. So, and that you have to live with that decision. So whatever it is, make it and stick to it um, or, you know, change it if necessary, but just be okay. That's it's good. something that you got to be okay with. And um, so it's one of those things where there's not like a, you shouldn't ever, I don't think maybe, but um yeah, so for us, yeah, I, think those I, things are very I would few say, and far between, right? yeah, so this is just me. This is just Freddie talking. When's it okay to lie to your kids? My answer is whenever possible. <laughs> whenever <laughs> yeah, it makes right. life easier. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, start over. <laughs> yeah. No, okay, I'll start over. Uh, but honestly, <laughs> so there's times, oftentimes, where like I will just tell the a little, I will just say something like, oh, yeah, we're all out of that. Brooks is like, hey, can I have gummies? I'm like, no, we're all out of them. And it's like, he right. can't get into the cupboard and he can't see it. And for whatever reason, not for whatever reason, it's just easier because then he he gets over it very quickly. Other right. than, no, you can't have gummies and here's why. <laughs> here's why. Right. So in moments like that when it's just like, I don't want to deal with this and I don't want to deal with the aftermath of what this could be, I will take the easy way out and lie and say, no, we're out of that. We're fresh out. That's what I say. Right. Can I get some gummies? We're fresh I say, out. We're fresh out. <laughs> and so, and then he just goes, oh, and then walks away. And it is 2,000% <laughs> easier to deal with other than, no, you can't. And here's why. Because I right. asked you to do this or this, and you chose not to. And so you chose to forego having your dessert tonight. And that's why you're not getting it. And then it'll turn into a big thing. So... Right. Um, so it's definitely okay to lie to your kids that way. And I say it definitely okay because it makes me feel better about it. Um, <laughs> sure. The next thing, <laughs> like lying to your kids or maybe not giving them the full truth on like big adult things is difficult. Yeah. That's probably the one I struggle with the most the real way, you know, like loss in the family, uh, things about sex, right. uh, you know, things about like really hard stuff about like um, – yeah why this happened. Wesley asked a question the other day about, you know, why did Jesus let this happen? Why would he let this happen? What about natural disasters? He's like obsessed with natural disasters. He likes been going on. Yeah. So it's like, why America and natural disasters? Like, why would, yeah. <laughs> seriously. What? A, <laughs> um, yeah. He's going to work for the red cross. Um, it's awesome. 
anyway, so it's like things like that where it's like, you know, man. So I don't I don't lie in those situations, but I definitely don't give the full truth, if that makes sense. Yeah. So there's just it's just a um telling little kids what they can understand. And actually your wife is really good at this. Jordan's really good at this and she had an example of talking to Layla about stuff that I don't have to share about. But anyway, just, you know, talking to Layla about what it is to be a girl and a woman. And it was like, yeah, she wasn't lying. She wasn't saying everything, but she said it in right. a way that Layla understood. And it was yeah. really cool and opened up a lot of conversations. So maybe not lying there, but definitely understanding when the full truth is appropriate. Yeah, we've struggled with that at times. Um, we, uh, oh man, a, a while back now, but she was old enough to remember, experienced a, a, a miscarriage that was sudden and shocking and later than we had hoped. Yeah. Um, later, it's always later than you hope, but it was it was rough. Right. And um, it was past the point where Layla knew that there was a baby in mama's tummy. And so we were like, oh man, now we have to, we ha- like there. What does this look like? Right. It's a really hard thing to balance, and I'm not sure. I think we did what we needed to do, and explained that the baby was in heaven, and, and kind of all that stuff. And, and tried to go with it that way, and tried to explain it in that way. Um, because there was we couldn't. She's too attentive. You can't just pretend like the baby yeah. didn't exist yeah, in the first place. Like she's she was too old and she's too smart. And so we had to figure out what that what that balance was. Like we did not explain what a miscarriage was to that level of detail, or you know what a molar pregnancy is, or any sort of weird thing that's like like we didn't go into that level of detail. She wasn't old enough. We definitely didn't explain like what a surgery was or what these other things could be for for how to recover from that. Um, but we did have to explain like a little bit of what death was and that these things do happen sometimes. And it was, it's really challenging. It was really challenging to do. Um, It's especially challenging when that's the thing that they remember. And so that they were like, you know, three months later, we'll say something like, Oh dad, I'm I'm sorry. The baby died and went to heaven. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks, sweetheart. I really appreciate that. And I'm, but it's like it's it's one of those things as a parent you're like wow maybe we shouldn't have told her about the baby right that at that point in the first place you start to question like when do you hold things back from your kids yeah. right um and it's 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 an interesting thing yeah uh complete opposite side of the spectrum is santa claus for us it's like we don't do santa at our in our house i didn't do it growing up and it's just something that i don't i'm not super comfortable with with my girls and i I can't do it, but we live in a world where that's like totally fine. And I'm fine that every, like her cousins believe in Santa. That's great. I love that. That's amazing. Yeah. But, um, trying to teach her (laughs) that she can't tell other kids is wildly difficult. Like she's like, Oh, it came up the other day and and I just told him that Santa wasn't real. I was like, Oh, sweetheart. I wasn't, it was, it's, it's November. It's too early for us to be talking about Santa Claus. I need to tell you, I need to explain to you. You cannot, you cannot ruin Santa Claus for these other children. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, so I, I we grew up no Santa, and I prefer no Santa. I 
reluctant, not reluctantly. I just uh, I put up with it. So I told I told Katie, I said I will not lie to my boys about Santa. Like I'm not gonna be part of this. So right. if they ask me, if they ever to come up and ask me, hey, is Santa real? I will probably not say no, but I'll probably say I don't know. What do you think? And I've said that right. to Wesley quite a few times because he's asked questions about it, like how does he get to you know. Wesley's old enough to where he's like, I'm pretty sure he doesn't. He knows Santa's not real, but he like likes the idea of it. Right. So, um, yeah, that one's a tough one for me because I grew up with not just like a, you know, like very humble household. So, yeah, I and I love the fact that I knew that my parents worked hard to get me something that I really wanted. And it wasn't everything, and it wasn't like we had a ton of stuff. But when I got something, I was like, oh, my goodness, I asked for this. And my dad and my mom worked very, very hard, and they put this on. It wasn't some fat man in a suit sort of a thing. Right. But I get the whole – It wasn't because I wrote a letter. Yes. But my wife and their family, they did Christmas with Santa, and they did it – completely different and it was great and they loved it and all of, none of them have any sort of like i have this weird thing of like because uh, my dad would say this like he he would always say i i never wanted to lie to you so you would never like be able to resent him or have a thought like oh he, what else is he lying to me about that was my dad's thought process mm-hmm. i don't that's interesting quite necessarily think that's how i think about it because you know like I said, I lie to my kids about the gummies being there or not, and I don't think that's going to make them question other things right. that I say. So I don't know if that logic fully works out for me, but I get the I get the whole thing of like some parents they go real hard on the Santa Claus thing, and it's like beyond imagination, you know, the little the uh, the powdered that's sugar fun. and the boot prints and the nod yeah. on carrots and all that stuff and it is fun they do a great job and it's really fun and it's cute um and so yeah we do santa and we don't do it to like oh you got to be good or santa's not coming but right they go and they sit on santa's lap which i love the photos we get from those so i do love that yeah and they get to ask him what they want and we try and make that happen which was hilarious this year because both of them asked for cars wesley asked for a lamborghini and Brooks asked for a Dodge Challenger. And so... Oh, good. Katie. God, you're, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Dude, Wesley's, Brooks is obsessed with Dodge Challengers. And I don't know if you know this, but the South is obsessed with muscle cars. So there is oh, yeah. literally Dodge Challengers everywhere. And he just goes, Dad, Dodge Challenger. Oh, that's so sick. It's like constantly <laughs> we're driving anywhere. That's what it is. So that's Katie weird. got uh, the boys a remote control Lamborghini and a remote control Dodge Challenger. So hey, we're finding loopholes. But eventually it's going to be like, hey, I want this new $1,200 VR set. It's like, all right. Well, Santa's not bringing that one this year. Sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. And also you're 16. You're also- <laughs> it's time to stop believing in Santa Claus. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. So I think this year was Wesley's last year of, of really believing um, Next year he gets to be in on it a little bit. I think so. I think so. Probably. That's awesome. So, yeah, that one's a tough one because it, it's like, well, I personally have a tough time figuring out whether it's doing any any harm, which I don't think it is. You know, right? And 
Yeah, our Christmases are probably. Katie's not damaged because she oh lived in right now yeah growing up yeah. so you know and what I mean like it's magic fine. It. Katie's like, like my wife is very. My wife's a hopeless romantic and whimsical and loves like yeah. big fantastic things that she's like yeah. I know it's not real but I st-, like she said that she's like I I knew it wasn't real. But I still wanted it to be. I just loved it so much, the magic of it. And I'm like, all right. That's amazing. Yeah. I wish I had more of that, honestly, truly. I, I don't have a lot of – I have a good imagination. Like I could picture things right. really well. But I, I don't make stuff up. Yeah. Not like that. And and get really into that. So I, it's very exciting. I feel like you and Layla is probably very similar. But I, I can just imagine like somebody trying to like – tell five-year-old justin about santa and you just being like nah 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 like just yeah. no don't think so you're telling me one dude yeah, that, one night nah every house the thing about nah. <laughs> you're you're not wrong the thing about growing up uh, or coming back to the church you grew up in <clears throat> is now you're in small groups with people that you were like way way younger than you and are like make you feel real old yeah so they're like they were in like middle school when you were a youth leader in like college right. <laughs> it's terrible <laughs> um but there we did like a combo group and there is this guy that was good friends with my brother and apparently like coming back from some concert i'm like four or five years older than them and it's not it's like february and somehow it comes up and i'm like oh yeah we know santa's not real for sure all of us know that here and he didn't <laughs> um, and apparently that was me ruining santa claus for him <laughs> so yes you're right uh but somewhere between 5 and 13 year old justin was a complete jerk about santa oh, claus <laughs> no. yeah it's all right it's all right and now i'm trying to teach my daughter not to be that way yeah <laughs> Well, we did a whole episode about being curious, and then we just squashed it by being like, yeah, but not about things that aren't real. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. fine. Yeah, I guess lie to your kids. I don't care. That's the hot take. When is it right to lie to okay. your kids? Lie to them. Doesn't matter. Sure. Doesn't matter. It's to <laughs> right, each their own. Lie to, don't lie to your kids. I don't care. It's they're your kids. We'll clip, we'll clip that one for the Instagram. <laughs> Lie to your kids. Uh, lie to your kids. Um, anyway, yeah. Hopefully, you guys, you were encouraged by just talking about curiosity. Go be curious with your kids this week, whatever that looks like. I know it takes work, but um, we're going to try and do it. Try and get outside. It's been raining here a ton, so been bottled up inside. But I'm trying to do more things to to listen well and to continue that just curiosity in our children. Yeah, sounds good. I'm I'm gonna try to bake a pie with Layla this weekend. See if we can a meat pie. A pie. So a meat pie. Nice. In fact. All right. We'll see if we can do it. Alrighty. Thanks for listening. We'll uh, see you next time. Love you, bud. Love you, buddy. Maze. One thing that I love about you is how you perfectly complete our family. You are the youngest, the baby, and you fill that role unbelievably well. Uh, You get away with the most, you smile to get out of trouble, you are defiant to the point of disbelief, and you are so dang cute the whole time it's ridiculous. Maze, you are the baby of our family, my son of pilgrimage, and I am so thankful God has given me you. Love, Dad.